Hello, everybody. I'm Terry Barr, your host of Pennywise Podcast from Lee Enterprises. Great to have you along with us today. And joining me today, we have from Nerd Wallet, our credit cards expert, Sarah Rathner. We're going to learn a lot today, Sarah, about digital wallets. What is a digital wallet? It's basically something that allows you to keep your payment methods on your phone. That's the simplest way I can describe it because it's not just credit cards or debit cards, but digital wallets also let you keep things like coupons and membership cards on your phone as well. So instead of having a wallet full of stuff, you could just have your phone and carry that around. Oh boy, I know what my uh, uh, wallet, the actual wallet looks like. So this sounds wonderful. I know a big question right off the bat, people will be wondering, is something like this safe? I mean, we have so much power in our little cell phones now. Is this a safe way to handle your money and coupons and other things you're talking about? Yeah, there are built-in security measures. First of all, you should lock your phone and password protect it or require uh, some sort of biometric information like your thumbprint or your face scan to unlock your phone. So that way, if your phone goes missing or somebody takes it, they can't unlock it and they can't access all of your important information. And I know with my phone, whenever I access my banking apps, I also have to re-enter passwords or use my face ID to Mm -hmm. access those apps as well. So it's like passwords behind passwords behind passwords. And it gives you those like multiple layers of security that's really important because we keep a lot of our personal lives on our phones. It's not just photos of your cats. It's also your banking (laughs) information. Maybe I'm just talking about my phone. I have a lot of photos of my cats. But I do too. I do too. (laughs) They're just constantly doing cute stuff. I have to take pictures. So, um, so So step one is you should be locking your phone. I know a lot of people don't because it's inconvenient to have to unlock your phone every time you use it. I mean, I I literally don't know what else to say besides you should change your mind. (laughs) I I mean, I don't know. I I just hope that it changes your mind because think about what you're allowing other people to access if you don't lock your phone. Don't you lock your house when you leave? Like most people do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you lock your car after you park it, lock your phone. Um, So that's, that's phase one. Phase two is when you use your credit card or debit card to make a purchase through your digital wallet, what's a really interesting feature is that the merchant never sees your actual credit card or debit card number. It, during the payment process, the digital wallet generates random numbers and that's used to do the transaction. And that's a one-time use code and then it's, you use it and it's done. So your personal information remains secret even from the person you're buying an item from. So that's another layer of security. So our digital wallet's safe. No payment method is 100% safe. There right. are There is always a risk of things getting stolen or hacked into, but for the most part, they are a secure way to pay. And obviously you should keep an eye on your purchases to make sure there's nothing suspicious going on. If you see any unexpected purchases that you didn't make yourself, it's a sign that you need to talk to your credit card company and possibly report your card as stolen. These are just already excellent tips and ideas. Um, And the thought of not having to actually hand over a credit card for someone to use. And how many times have we heard that's how your information is being stolen? So this is this is already making me feel like this digital wallet is going to be easy. It's going to be safe. But there's a whole lot of other things that a digital wallet can be used for. How about um, cleaning up? 
<laughs> yeah, actual, well, we did. We yeah, we did talk a little bit, you know, at yes. the start about how you can keep all of these different things on your digital wallet. That means mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily have to carry them in your actual wallet. You know, I I use digital wallets. I also use physical cards because not every merchant accepts digital wallets right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's nice is I can limit how many cards I carry to really just the few that I use all the time. And then I like to use my digital wallet for things like membership cards, boarding passes when I take a plane. Oh yeah. Um, like for mm-hmm. I have a membership card to my local art museum. I've never even touched the physical card that I'm supposed to get in the mail. It's on my phone. There's a QR code. When I want to go see an exhibit, I scan the QR code at the museum and I'm done. And uh, it's really, really easy. So if you have memberships to different stores, you know, loyalty programs, things like that, those things can get so out of hand in your wallet because every <laughs> store is another card, another thing to put on your keychain. Uh, you know, and, and it's nice to be able to eliminate all of that clutter. I don't know about you, but my purse gets too heavy and then it's like ergonomically bad. So I try to keep my wallet relatively bare bones. Um, And it makes it a lot easier to find the things I need when I actually need them. If you need a a certain credit card at a store Mm -hmm. and you're the person holding up the line, fishing out the card from like a dark purse or a wallet or whatever, like you don't have to be that person. Yeah, exactly. And you can see the impatience behind you. So that's not very fun. Yeah. And and like, you're not proud of yourself either. It's not a great moment. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. Okay. So cleaning up your actual wallet. This is awesome. Okay. So how about um, the idea of accessing some credit cards instantly? Is this something that is starting to happen after say you apply for a credit card, you can have it right away? Yes. So we're seeing that more and more. Um, one, that's one big feature we saw, for example, with the Apple card that launched a couple of years ago is that you had instant access to the card to use it on purchases the minute your application was accepted and you had that access through your digital wallet on your iPhone. Uh, American Express cards offer an instant card number immediately after approval as well. And then they also ship you a physical card that arrives in about a week. Then, so once you get the physical card, you could begin using that, but you do have instant access to the card once your application is approved. Okay, so there's a choice there, which is really terrific. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's really helpful because sometimes you apply for a card with a certain purchase in mind. Uh, maybe you apply for a new card because you're booking some travel, for example, and you want to use that new card. Right. You have to hit a spending minimum to get a some sort of welcome offer from the card. And the, if you can use that card faster, you can use it for the purchase. You could use it toward a major purchase that will help you earn that bonus. So it is really nice to not have to wait seven to 10 days which isn't really that much time, but sometimes it can feel like a long time when you have a specific purchase in mind. Yes. And we often wait till the last minute to do some of these things too. So seven to 10 days can be a long time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Earning bonus rewards. Yeah. I had not heard about this related to digital wallets. So tell me more. So sometimes that's either through the card you use to make the purchase and the card is on the digital wallet, or it could sometimes be through the digital wallet itself. Uh, one example, here's a big one. So uh, Chase has uh, the Freedom Flex card, which offers 5% cash back on rotating categories that change every quarter. And for this quarter currently, uh, PayPal purchases earn 5% back on up to $1,500 in purchases through the end of this year. No so kidding. yeah, so that, so if you use PayPal and you can, have, if you have that Chase card on your PayPal account and then you use it to make purchases through PayPal, 
then you're earning 5% back, which is a really good cash back rate. Oh my gosh. Now, uh, seriously, I'm, I'm really glad that they thought ahead on doing rewards and any kind of incentives, because that's probably one of the things that leads people to get a new or a different credit card, would you say? Oh, absolutely. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, really, ideally, you earn as much as you can in the places where you spend the most. And with cards, for example, that have these rotating bonus categories, you have a limited time to earn as much as you can in these categories before it changes over to something new for the next quarter or the next month. And if it happens to be a spending category where you that you use often, um, I know big ones have been grocery stores, for example, especially with the pandemic, people are cooking at home a lot more, then it's really nice to be able to earn extra cash back or extra travel rewards where you're already spending a lot of money. Absolutely. Okay, talking about digital wallets and the idea of using it to send or receive money. I know we've talked about credit cards, tickets, different things like that, that you can put in your digital wallet, but sending and receiving money, that sounds like something that could be really handy. Yeah. I mean, Venmo and PayPal, obviously are the ones that come to mind for a lot of people, especially younger people, but you can also send and receive money through bigger digital wallets like Apple Pay, Google Pay, and Samsung Pay. So that makes it really convenient if you front the cost of a shared expense with a friend, they can pay you back or vice versa. And so that way, um, you know, it, it makes it a lot easier. You know, let's say you wanted to go to a concert and you're the person who found tickets on sale and you only have a limited time to buy them. You don't have to like start calling all your friends. Hey, do you want me to get you a ticket? Talk about it in advance, front the cost, get four tickets, get paid back. Oh, I love it. Okay. That one, that's got the hook in it for me. I think that's really great because otherwise you wait, you know, you wait and wait and then the credit card comes due and now you're still waiting for your friends to pay you back. So I love the instantness of that one. Um, Splitting the bill. You can also do that with a digital wallet. Kind of a similar idea. If you front the cost for something, you could almost invoice your friends through these apps and let them know exactly how much money they owe you. Um, This is something that I've done with friends. It's so much easier for me to be like, just just tell me how much to send you and I'll send it. (laughs) I like don't want it because then you're divvying up some like uh, non-rounded number. (laughs) Like it's not $50 divided by five. It's like 5172 divided by five. And I'm like, just do the math and tell me how much I owe you. you know? <laughs> right. And, and, and I'll do it too. Like I'll be, if I'm the one owed money, I'm, I'm incentivized to do the math and then invoice people because I want my money back. So it's a really great way to, you know, if you have roommates, for example, and you split expenses, one person pays the electric bill and then mm-hmm. invoices the roommate, then it makes it really easy to split costs, but also get paid in a timely fashion and keep a record of payments too. Because maybe you can say, hey, did you pay me for that utility bill a couple of months ago? And they can look back and say, yes, I did. And they uh-huh. showed you their phone. So oh, this sounds like it's going to make life so much easier when we all get on board with all of this. And yes. here's the one I'm really curious about. The digital wallet can actually help you track your expenses. How does it yeah. do this? Yeah. So um, it just tracks your spending through cards that you have attached to the digital wallet, or if you send money or receive money, that way you can keep an eye on where your money is going. I know, uh, for example, uh, the Apple card, one of their big features, because they work in tandem with Apple Pay, is they actually, if you use that card exclusively, you can see where your money is going. How much do you spend on groceries? How much do you spend on dining out? How much have you did you spend on like that new laptop that you bought with your Apple card? And that way you can get a breakdown of where your money is going in, in a pie chart almost. And 
if you need to make adjustments to your budget because you need to allocate more money toward a certain expense or you've, you're worried that you're overspending, it makes it easier to see where your money is going so you can more quickly make adjustments. You don't have to line item, go through your, your statements for the past three months and pull out, okay, this is what I spent at restaurants and this is what I spent at the movie theater. That's way too much work. It, it is. I really like the thought of this, though, that you could see it that quickly and kind of get a better grip on your own spending and maybe yeah. budgeting, too. So that's terrific. Um, we talked about safety, but yeah. one of the notes about digital wallets indicates that it is better fraud protection. What does that mean? Yeah. So like we said, we talked about that, that mm -hmm. unique code that's generated when you make a purchase. And that's really huge because that keeps your credit card number secure. Yeah. And sometimes credit card numbers are stolen, not when your physical card is stolen out of your wallet, but when somebody hacks into uh, a merchant or system and oh. steals mass steals credit card numbers. How many times have we heard out. that lately? Right. Wow. So, and then you might not notice it for a while because I mean, I don't know if this has happened to you, but I've had this happen where the suspicious charges on my account are so small. It's a couple mm. dollars here, a couple dollars there, but it's really easy to miss when you're reviewing your credit card statement before paying your bill. If they stole a thousand dollars from me, I would notice, yeah. but if it's $5, I might miss that expense pretty quickly. So it's really nice to know that there's that added layer of security. You should still review your statements just in case, but this lowers the risk. Okay, I love it. Uh, again, that's fraud protection and review your statements. I'm saying that to everyone, including myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the idea of um, you know what we've all gone through in the last year and a half plus germs. This is just an amazing way to really not have to touch anything else. <laughs> yeah. You know, it used to be that you handed your credit card over to yes. other people multiple times a day, and then you put it back in your wallet, back in your purse. Um, you know, maybe you used your credit card to pop open a beer bottle. That's a thing you can do. Uh, <laughs> I've seen it, it to, in action. <laughs> you can use it to scrape ice off your windshield in the winter. Uh, but yeah, so, so credit cards, uh, they change hands a lot. They touch a lot of surfaces and they get kind of, they get kind of grungy. I think there was some study that likened their level of dirtiness to like the, the subway poles in, in the New York system, New oh, York city wow. subway system. Um, so I don't know, would you, would you lick a subway pole? I would. Uh. <laughs> so don't lick your credit cards either, but, um, yeah, so, so people have definitely become concerned with ways to pay and how many surfaces you touch in a day because of the pandemic. So, uh, cash use is, is down because people just think about money and what it's come into contact with right. and credit cards are, you know, they, they also come into contact with a lot of things. So when it's a digital wallet, you're hovering your phone near a payment terminal and then it makes a little beepy noise and then you're done. So you don't hand your phone to anybody. You don't have to take a credit card out of your wallet and hand it to anybody. It's kind of this touchless way to pay for things. It's wonderful. And again, we just did that with concert tickets in our digital wallets. We held them there. And as we walked in, scan, nobody touched anybody else's stuff. And yeah. it felt pretty good to be able to go in that way, knowing that I was safe and secure. So, right. Yeah. That, you know, great. if you have tickets to something, you have a, uh, like a QR code or a barcode on your phone. Somebody takes like the little scanner gun, hovers it over your phone, done. So, so yeah. great. Really fast. 
One thing um, that really also jumped out at me when talking about digital wallets is the idea of being more green. And of course, you know, there's the discussion about climate change. How can a digital wallet help all of us take a step in the right direction to kind of help out Mother Earth? So this one's a little complicated and it doesn't, it's not just on the part of the individual consumer, but it's also part of the larger ecosystem of payment, uh, card issuers, merchants, consumers, all kind of working together to, to walk toward this, I don't know, bright and glorious future or whatever. So <laughs> I don't know. Um, but so, so digital wallets can be helpful in reducing the reliance on physical credit cards that are made often of uh, non-recyclable plastic materials. Uh, enough new credit cards are actually produced every year to circle the earth three times, fun oh, fact. Wow. And so if credit, so, so I mentioned the Apple card earlier uh, and how you have to opt into the physical card. That's a feature I would love to see out of more credit cards over time, because I wonder how much it would reduce consumer demand of physical credit cards and therefore lower the number of physical cards that need mm -hmm. to be produced every year. So that's step one is the if the demand for the physical type of card goes down, then issuers will follow suit and stick to digital first. Um, but that also has to come at the same time as more merchants adopting technologies that allow you to use digital car, the digital wallets in their stores, because they, that, that's an investment on their part to upgrade their payment terminals, uh, because a lot of stores still don't accept them. Um, so that kind of has to happen. And then of course, consumer adoption, right. if it's easy and convenient, but people are still like, you know, inertia is really strong and, and we're very attached to the ways that we've been paying for things and the muscle memory of reaching into your wallet, pulling out a card and handing it over to a cashier is very strong. When we switched from swiping magnetic, magnetic stripes to tapping or like dipping the chips, yeah. when, uh, those EMV chips, uh, came into vogue a couple of years ago in the U.S. <laughs> right. That was really hard. That was a hard adjustment for consumers. So now it's a little bit more normal. And then we've switched to, con to tap and go payments. So credit cards have little RFID scanners in them, and you could just tap your credit card on the payment terminal and then put it away. The next phase over is hovering your phone near that terminal to complete the transaction with your digital wallet. So it's this, it's still, it's still, in a work in progress, yeah. but it's interesting to see how the potential uh, is there for this technology to change demand for physical cards. Now, that being said, there's some caveats. One, obviously the production of smartphones is not great for the environment either, um, but people are not gonna let go of those anytime soon. So this oh, is no. really about a reduction of physical items, not so much a change in production methods. And also um, just keep in mind that the easier it is to impulse buy stuff, the worse it is for the environment. So buying physical things is also not great. Um, but if, if you're buying items you would have purchased anyway, mm -hmm. and you are carrying, you know, instead of carrying five physical cards and then getting new ones every couple of years as they expire, right. you have no physical cards. That has an impact. It really does. When you think about cutting up that plastic and it goes into the landfill and there it sits. It, it just, yep. That's kind of an awful thought. So yeah, I, uh, I interviewed a couple of experts on, on whether or not credit cards can be recyclable and some can, mm. but the chips and the magnetic stripes can never be recyclable. Yep. Oftentimes they're made out of plastics that are simply too expensive to recycle or just not possible to recycle. So it is, it is a concern. You don't really think about it. Um, but 
you, know, you don't hold on to these things forever. They eventually become trash. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So bottom line, along with being able to go green and help the earth and all these other great ideas for using a digital wallet, why should somebody just try it? Well, because, you know, it's it, the end result is going to be the same. You're going to walk into a store, pick an item off the shelf and buy it. So you might as well see how this technology works and see if you like it and, and pay attention to which merchants in your neighborhood are accepting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was really kind of tapped into digital wallet use because a local coffee shop I, I go to a lot takes Apple Pay and I have an iPhone. So that was sort of for me, like the entrance into using a digital <laughs> wallet on a regular basis. I would go in a couple of times a week for a cup of coffee. So it was sort of this low risk way to give it a shot. And then um, now, I mean, I use it all the time. I, I never use paper boarding passes for flights. I keep membership cards in my digital wallet. It's so much easier than carrying around a bunch of cards and printing out tickets and all that stuff. Like it's really nice for me just to have everything on my phone. I mean, now they're talking about c- certain states are allowed are thinking about allowing you to have your driver's license on your phone. Ah, wow. So really, I mean, we're, we're really heading into this new frontier of, of your phone really being everything. I mean, God, when they added cameras to phone, I was like, why would you want a camera and a phone to be the same device? <laughs> I don't understand. And it's because phone cameras used to be terrible quality. Oh, they were awful. Now they're yeah. incredible. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. why would I carry a separate camera when I just have my phone with me? So in the end, it's going to be everything on your phone. It sure sounds like it's headed that way. It's great. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but it wow. is convenient. Just don't lose it. Right. <laughs> yes. Thank you for yeah. that. Oh my gosh. Everything you wanted to know about digital wallets. Thank you so much, Sarah Rathner. She is the credit cards expert at Nerd Wallet. You answered so many great questions today. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. And thanks to everybody for listening or watching. We are so happy to have you join us for Pennywise podcast. If you've missed any of the past episodes, you can find those wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts. Thanks again, everybody. And thanks to Sarah for being here. Everybody have a great day.